Jazz Heads Radio, brought to you in conjunction with Wakefield Jazz, a lovely little jazz club in Yorkshire. Hi everybody, welcome to a really special episode of Jazz Heads as part and in total support of International Women's Day 2022. We're using this podcast today to promote the philosophies of creating a gender equal world free of bias, stereotypes and discrimination. I've been working with Wakefield Jazz since October 2021 and in that short time I've seen some phenomenal women musicians performing at the club. Cellist Shirley Smart, saxophonist Sarah Sands, Diane McLaughlin, Emma Johnson and Anna Chandler, drummer Caroline Bowden, bass players Alison Rayner and Fran Mills, guitarist Deirdre Cartwright, pianist Nikki Isles and singers Zoe Gilby, Jenny Chamberlain, Patsy Gilbert and Stella Midgley. All phenomenal, all different. Our club treasurer, and the driving force behind the current success of Wakefield Jazz is Judith Waterhouse. And today we'll be talking about and listening to music from women who've played at the club over the years and also how the music world has finally started to shift. Do I feel that there's more the club can do to help balance the music industry even more? Yes, and I know they will. But today is about a celebration of the art, the passion, the diversity and the inspiration that these and all incredible women bring to Wakefield Jazz and to the rest of the world keep up the hard work everybody together we can break the bias the first person i'd like to talk about is nikki isles really uh, she's been a constant in the club right from the very start. In fact, um, Alex, Alex Sykes was the founder of Wakefield Jazz. He sort of took over a pub gig that uh, James Burkett used to run. And the first, the first gig at the actual sports club, which is the venue we have now, was on the 1st of May in 1987. Mm -hmm. um, and James Burkett and Gary Boyle were playing on that. But by the 29th of May, um, the same month, the Isles Band were performing and the rest is history, really. Mm -hmm. um, Nikki Isles, Steve Berry and Pete Fairclough basically were the house band for the first sort of five years. And Nikki does sort of credit Alec with a lot of support at the start of her career. Sure. Um, so Nikki was, um, we were very honoured when Nikki agreed to be our patron a few years ago. Mm. Um, and we were very pleased that in 2021, she was awarded both the uh, British Empire Medal and the Ivers Jazz Commission Prize for the Caged Bird. So I think that um, in honour of our patron, somebody who's been with us from the start, we ought to play the caged bird.
And then you've um, gone with Ellen Rucker. Yes, well, Ellen was somewhat responsible for uh, myself and Jeff starting to attend Wakefield Jazz. Okay. We The first gig we went to was Guy Barker because he's a hero of Jeff's. Um, and so um, in the old days, it was quite a struggle to find Wakefield Jazz. Um, and we'd arrived pretty early, but we spent about half an hour, 40 minutes looking for it. And the gig had started by the time we got in. We very much enjoyed the gig and we enjoyed Alex's personality. Uh, and he started talking about the people that were going to come in the future. Uh, Ellen Rooker being one of them. We'd seen Ellen and liked her um, in Sheffield. And so we thought, oh, we'd better go to that as well. So we started going to Wakefield and became regulars, as it were. Um, Ellen, a fine pianist and singer, and um, she toured Britain quite a lot in the 90s, I suppose, um, with Spike Robinson. Spike is mm -hmm. one of the saxophonists on our um, famous Wakefield backdrop. Um, and she, she toured both with with and without Spike. Um, for the track I've chosen, it's from the album Nice Work, which she did quite 
late on with Spike Robinson and the track I've chosen is Gravy Waltz. I did have the pleasure of meeting her the day after she'd appeared in Wakefield because she was appearing in Sheffield on the Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, they used to have a Sunday lunchtime gig at the lead mill that Steve organised. Um, and Steve, had, had, Steve Crocker had invited myself and Jeff to supper on the Saturday in Sheffield and Ellen was staying with him. So we had the pleasure of having dinner with Ellen um, right. at, at Steve's. Yeah. She was quite surprised that we didn't ask her to play. So um, <laughs> I don't know whether she was upset that we hadn't asked her to play, but I think secretly she, you know, was pleased that she didn't have to play for her supper. Mama's in the kitchen this glorious day. Smell the gravy simmering nearly half a mile away. Lady morning glory, I say, good morning to you. Jerby little chickadee told me that my baby was true. Well, he nearly ran to get a frying pan when he saw me coming. Get a taste before it goes to waste. This honeybee is humming. Mr. Weeping Willow, I'm through with all of my faults. My baby's ready to do the avenue gravy walks. Thank you. 
honey bee is humming Mr. Weeping Willow, I'm through With all my faults My baby's ready to do the Avenue Gravy Waltz My baby's ready to do the Avenue Gravy Waltz My baby's ready to do the Avenue Gravy Waltz Abem have you noticed a change in the jazz industry at all in terms of sort of the, the number of women who are getting involved? Um, yes. It, I've never really understood why. I've always thought it may be, you know, that touring is quite a... Um, takes it out of you. And it may be that women just sort of didn't want to tour because there are... Um, you know, there's no, there's no reason that having testicles makes you a better player. Um, so it can't be that that they can't play, and they play in plenty of orchestras. Where I suppose the touring is rather more organised. Um, so I'd always assumed it was that 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 didn't make that didn't allow people to uh, women to tour. Never really understood it, really, because there's there's no reason why they uh, why they shouldn't be a, um, as good players as the men. Well, they are just as good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I I think it's nice to see that there are sort of so many more uh, women active on the jazz scene and and touring now as well, which is great. Um, so hopefully that will continue to continue to get better and better and better. Because well, I, I think that there is sort of the the impetus now to um, sort of bring women forward and with this sort of um, women in jazz and encouraging young girls that they to play jazz that um, Jazz North are, are doing. It's, it's uh, happening this weekend, isn't it? Jazz, jazz Camp for Girls. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, my wife is taking Ruby along for a little bit on uh, Sunday just to pop in. All right, that's excellent. Yeah, that should be really good. Yeah, it's great. It's just great to see something like that and just makes it so much more encouraging and, and welcoming to everybody because it should be for everybody. Everybody should be able to get stuck in and not have to worry about anything. Just enjoy it for what it is. And then we've gone on to Joanne Brackeen. Yes, well, in um, it was hard to choose between her and Lynn Arial. Mm. We had both people came in the 2000 and 2001 when we'd got when Alec had got national lottery funding for our lovely Yamaha grand piano, he then felt able to invite quite a lot of uh, splendid pianists to come to to Wakefield, um, and both Joanne Brookine and Lynn Ariel came at, at that stage. Um, my dentist is a great fan of Lynn Ariel and. Uh, <laughs> Bernie is a great fan of Joanne Brookine and was very shocked that last time I did this um, International Women's Day jazz, women in jazz thing, that I didn't choose Joanne Brookine. So I've gone with Bernie, Bernie's <laughs> choice, and, uh, and got Joanne. So she, she, Joanne toured without Blakey for about three years. Mm, yeah. And, um, you know, she was ob uh, obviously a great performer even in those days um, and the track I've chosen from her is one of her first albums as leader 
Um, she's got Bramford Marsalis and Terence Blanchard in the quintet. Um, and so, you know, she, uh, she knew who, she, who to choose in this, on this album. The album's called Fifi Goes to Heaven, and Fifi apparently was her Yorkshire Terrier. So we've got some sort of Yorkshire connection uh, yeah. with that, even though I do really subscribe to uh, Ian Ballamy's thought about Yorkshire Terriers are really rats on stilts. <laughs> but um, we'll we'll go with having this this um, this this track because it's a Yorkshire Terrier. So the Bramford and Terence uh, really sort of start this a uh, uh, fair lick, but mm -hmm. uh, Joanne gets in to rip let rip it about halfway into the uh, into the track.
Claire Teal, who came to Wakefield in 2004. Yes, I mean, we uh, we certainly can't afford the likes of Claire anymore. Um, <laughs> with being her, such a broadcaster and she's also very well known as a, a big band singer. But um, when she first came to prominence uh, through Michael Parkinson, when he was doing a lot of sort of finding of new jazz talent, um, he heard her singing California Dreaming. And uh, this is one of the things that got her started off. Um, during the recent lockdowns, she did some tracks called the Fireside Sessions. Mm. Uh, and there are about three albums of these, which she recorded at home during the lockdowns. Um, and there's some really splendid stuff on it, but a nice version of California Dreaming. All the leaves are brown And the sky is grey I've been for a walk On a winter's day I California dreaming 
young trumpet player um, who's really making a name for herself in the UK scene now is Laura Laura Jed. Yes, that's right. Uh, she first came to us in 2013 with the Landing Ground Project and the Ligeti String Quartet. Um, that was quite interesting because the leader of that was called, was a person called Mandira Dasaram and uh, Chris Dasaram was our promoter at the time. Mm. He didn't know Mandira, but she was uh, from another part of the same family um, and they sort of kept in touch ever since ever since then. Um, this is Laura's regular quartet of Elliot Galvin, Connor Chaplin and Corrie Dick um, and then they sort of uh, formed Dinosaur. They were shortlisted for the Mercury Music Prize, obviously there's sort of one jazz act every year that gets nominated and doesn't get any any further um but they've chosen the track robin from the album that was nominated for the mercury music prize Thank you. 
then we've got one more for us. Yes, well, with the uh, current situation in Ukraine, I think I had to have Alina Bozinska. Mm-hmm. She has been to Wakefield a couple of times and is a sort of really nice person and brilliant harp player, classically trained. Uh, and she came to jazz through the music of Alice Coltrane. Um, and so for my choice for her, I've chosen After the Rain, which is a tune I really like. Uh, and this includes Tony Kofi stepping into John Coltrane's shoes. At the time that we, when with the Crocodile Sisters, we used to try and match the food to the to the artist. Yeah. Um, and so we the made... Crocodile Sisters, for anybody, anybody who doesn't know, uh, uh, the sisters who come and uh, cook dinner for everybody at Wakefield Jazz yes. every Friday, yes. which, is, which is available to order on our website. That's correct. Um, so we um, we went for Proshki when we... Um, when, when Alina came, um, which she said tasted very nice, but were a bit too big. And so she was offering to come early the next time. So to teach um, Lucy of the Crocodile Sisters how to do it properly. So <laughs> she, uh, she a lot of the musicians appreciated the, uh, the joke of having the related food, but yeah. uh, Alina was the only one that's offered to come and get involved with it. <laughs> Has she come back yet? Uh, No, no, I mean, we've got to book her. (laughs) Right, let's take her up on the offer one day, that'd be fun.
Is there anything else you'd like to talk talk to us about today, Judith, to, uh, in regards to International Women's Day? Well, uh, the thing that I find most interesting about Wakefield Jazz is is the is the size of the female audience, not just people coming with a partner, but women coming um, on their own to the to the club, um, and I can see why women will sort of come a second time because I think that once they've been, that they know that they feel safe, that they feel welcomed and that it's uh, only a short distance from the car park, which is a private car park. You're not on the road, uh, come into the club and enjoy the music. Um, and it's, I'd quite like to know how these women sort of first make the decision to, to, to come to Wakefield. Um, but um, it's, it's something that I've, I've been interested in. We've always had quite a, a large female audience, um, but it used to be that, that wives came to listen to singers. And now we have, you know, women coming to a lot of, um, a lot of gigs. It's a good thing. It's something, something that should be supported. And it's, 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 I think it's a, there's a bigger study in there, isn't there, to look at how other, how other venues see it, see it as well. Yes, I mean it's. We do go to um, a lot of jazz gigs in in other places, and I don't necessarily see the the number of women that you see at Wakefield. It's a it's a real gem of a place, isn't it? Mm. Well, <laughs> we make it as welcoming as uh, as we can, and uh, you know people I think appreciate that. The musicians appreciate a listening audience mm -hmm. and um so they you know raise their game really yeah it's a very friendly place to to spend time at i've i've only been there since october but it's just it's lovely everything about the club mm -hmm. is lovely all the people involved are uh, friendly everybody i think the thing that amazes me is how much everybody really believes in the club as well there's you've got such a good team of volunteers backing it up and there's always the support it needs it's great really really good to see Yes, I uh, well, I'm glad you glad you feel that way. Yeah, I say I say it a lot. I, I can't do anything other than sing its praises, Judith. <laughs> <laughs>